Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a trucker, a musician, Mr. Fleetwood Tizzle. Thank you for joining me. Hey, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Man, first look, first of all, I've been trying to get up with you for a long time, but look, that trucker life keep you busy, so we finally was able to link up. Yeah, sure enough, man. That thing keep me out there. Yeah, the trucker life definitely keep me moving, man. How long you been doing it now? Oh, man. Shoot, I've been on that road, let me see, since 2015, so a little old five years. Wow. How'd you get into it? Shoot, I got into the trucking industry, man, pretty much when I got out the penitentiary, you know what I'm saying? After, after I did uh, six and a half years incarceration for a robbery, you know what I'm saying, in Virginia. Um, you know, I got out and I tried to start doing the, you know, I was in the restaurant stuff, of course, you know what I mean? It took a thousand no's before I got that one yes, but you know what I'm talking about? I had to, you know, wait on that there and was patient on that. Started at Buffalo Wild Wing, you know what I'm talking about? Then I did like warehouse stuff. I was working like two of those at the same time, going from one to the other. But that joint just won't it, you know what I'm saying? I like to pretty much self-govern. So I knew I had to, you know, find something that was going to be, you know, not only substantial, but that, you know, uh, I can grow in, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to have no ceiling, you know what I'm saying? Right. And those some of those W-2 jobs, you know, and stuff like that is just, they got the ceiling. You ain't going no higher than what, what you see in front of you, what you're doing. And plus, I realized I had to do something that I love to do. I like, I, I just, I love to drive since I was young, you know what I'm saying? So you it talk, only made sense. You talked about the penitentiary during, <clears throat> during six years. How old were you when you went in? Man, let me see. I went in at the age of 23. Wow. Got locked up in 2006 and then got out in 2012. Man, you said robbery. You, thankfully, you didn't get more time than that. Yeah, indeed, man. Yeah, I had an armed robbery. You know what I'm saying? They uh, Pretty much they sentenced me and my older brother together, man. And that's how the judge did it, man. He said, look, I'm going to send this y'all together. You know what I'm saying? He pretty much split the time. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of the situations like, you know, my brother, you know, my older brother, he didn't want me to go in that jump, you know, on, on the dolo tip because I won't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, pretty much involved with the street stuff for, for a long time. So I won't say nothing at all. I was just going to wear that. You know what I mean? He was out there. He good. I ain't about to say nothing. You know what I mean? So, you know, he did that as a big brother like he, you know he, he turned himself in and was like you know what i'm saying he won't gonna let me go down like that so you know that was a solitude thing you know what i'm saying and shit he split it he split that johnny had he stood us up at the same time gave us both the same same time <laughs> you know what i mean wow it was 20 uh he gave us what 24 years and suspended you know everything but uh seven you know we had to do 85 percent of that in virginia so wow man yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. When yeah, you, so the robbery, well, actually, it didn't go like that. The way, for real, the high go in Virginia, like, okay, so he gave us 24 years on the robbery. He suspended uh, 20, 21 of that. Whoa. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, he suspended 21 of that. So we had uh, the time left off of that jump, and then... We had the automatic three years for the pistols. That's a mandatory three years in Virginia. You get you anything involving a felony in Virginia, and you you know you got a firearm with that, John. That's a mandatory three. So on robbery, you get three off of that, and then we got four off of the robbery. So you know what I'm saying? That made seven. Wow. 
with that suspended but, twenty one suspended twenty one years over your head. You know what I'm talking about? So I ain't get all lollygagging like you know most would, man. I had the honor, you know, being around a lot of elders in prison. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of learned a lot of a lot of game from you know people that was like from D.C. Uh, you know, during the Rafa Edmonds era and stuff like that was, you know, major drug dealer, but turned that joint into real estate. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So, yeah, I had to get out and get right, man, for real. And we mentioned that you were, you know, you're a rapper, a songwriter. I know, I know your mindset is totally different in there, but were you actually able to write while you were incarcerated? Yeah, that's the main thing I was doing, man. Like, not only was I behind the G Wall, you know, uh, for the, that amount of time, I was also able to work on my craft, man. I was doing uh talent shows within there, you know what I'm saying? And and that's why I was kind of like testing the music at, you know what I'm talking about? Like I'll have a, a whole band to my, you know, disposal for real, like musicians in there, man. That's where the most of the most talented and gifted people are. And it's a sad thing, but they're behind that wall, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm in there with people like quartets and stuff. They do, the, you know, the gospel, everything, man. Some of everything in there, you know? Drum players, guitar players, bass players, key keyboarders, you know, they they I'm talking about get down though. Hey, you in that joint like whoa. <laughs> like it's crazy in there, man. So much talent, man. How was you able to keep your mental together to even write? Because that's a that's a tough environment to write. And you know, I, I feel like you almost have to, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you almost have to escape your environment to do the writing. Well, what a lot of people don't understand is that prison is similar to going to war, like how soldiers go off the war. It's a whole nother world for real. So you must be able to adapt. A lot of people can't, you see what I'm saying? But I came from the street. I was gang banging and all that, you know what I'm saying? And so when I'm in prison, I'm, I'm within prison with the gang members, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, the people that's around me that represented what I represented stood for, what I stood for. That was the people I was around. Not only that, but you know, it was other people I was around too, like Muslim brothers and stuff like that. And, you know, other, uh, you know, people of the faith and belief, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it, it won't hard to get a peace of mind because I won't, I'm all, I always been me. You feel me? So once I get around people anyway, you know, I, I know how to weed out who's who and deal with the right, you know, the right type of people, the right type of folks. And, and that's how they go, man. I was just in there being creative. It's a natural thing. And that's why I actually honed my craft at. Yeah, I had enough time to myself to where, like, you know, to keep from going insane, quote unquote, that's why I spent my time at. I spent my time in making music and writing music in there. And I wrote like 18 albums, you know what I'm saying? And I wrote like over 200 some free verses and, you know, just off of creating, just beating off a box, like that real old school type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's how I made all my music. Damn. Eight, you said 18 albums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completed 18 albums in that jump. And I ain't really, you know, due to not having the real resources I need, you know what I'm saying? That's why I grind and work, you know what I'm saying, to open up those resources. But once I get them resources, I'll be able to, you know, recreate what I did because I pretty much made all the, the beats to the jump. You feel what I'm saying? Like all the melodies and all that, I, I pretty pretty much wrote and created all that. So to be able to bring that into life, you know what I'm saying? You got to have access to those resources, you know what I'm talking about? Them good producers, you know, them great producers that can bring that to life and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? What about the actual lyrics? I'm assuming you still have those, right? Yeah, old school on paper. And I ain't wrote since then because I wrote so much music while I was locked up. Everything I create right now, I don't even write, you know what I'm saying? I just go off, you know, pretty much off the top and 
and record it like that. Like, I wrote so much while I was locked up, I really don't have to, you know, <laughs> I don't have to write nothing at this point for real. So, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You, you haven't written since you got out? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I ain't written no music for, like, everything I put out is just coming off the head, <laughs> for real. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I ain't wrote nothing in, like, five, six years, something like that. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you, do you do you ever think about, like, what life would it, like, do you think, it's, it's kind of crazy, but because you went to prison, it actually gave you a chance to sit down and be creative. Do you feel like that never would have happened if you didn't go to prison? Do you think you would have ever been able to, to leave the streets alone and sit down and be creative? I can't say that I, I would have, you know what I'm saying? For the simple fact that I, I know what I was involved with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I my, my true feeling about prison was that it was the best thing that ever happened to me. You feel what I'm saying? Because it gave me an opportunity to grow. You see what I'm saying? I won't give myself that opportunity in the street for real. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't no telling what would have happened if I was still on the street. What do you? What is people's typical reaction when you say prison is the best thing that happened to you? Because that's a that's a powerful statement. Uh, most people don't know how to take it, you know, and just to be honest. But I mean, I'm just being honest with them, like for real. That's where I actually became a grown man. At, you feel what I'm saying? Like from the age of 23, when I got locked up, I got out 29, about to turn 30. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So the people I was around, I was blessed enough, you know, to get around some men that was able to give me you know, what I needed in order to make that transformation, you know what I'm saying, in order to evolve into a man, you know what I'm saying, like to to let me know, like, look, this foolishness you're doing right here, I, I just did that, and I'm in here right now on my 14th year fighting, trying to fight 30 years and get that back to the people so I can get out, you feel what I'm saying, so, and this is somebody that really did it and got money, I was just out there thugging in the street, I wasn't making no damn money, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I mean, this is a man that was making millions of dollars in the street in D.C., you know, they know him as a uh, quick, you know what I'm saying? I call him Mr. Wilson, though, you know what I'm talking about, out of respect. So, you know, he that's how he gave it to me, straight up, no chaser. Man. You out here, you know, you about to, you risking it all, you ain't made a damn dime. If I, if I could be, if I could be honest, I was like, you was correct, I ain't made a damn dime. Man, so that's- It just don't make no sense, you know what I mean? That don't even add up, you know? It didn't make no dollars, it ain't make no sense. So I was like, nah. What was your mindset when you first walked out the prison doors? Uh, honestly, the first thing people try to, a lot of people, the majority try to instill in you is like, never look back. Nah, I looked back at that jump and stared at it. it. was like, you know what I mean? I soaked that in. Because I knew I wasn't going back. You feel me? <laughs> 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 you know what I'm talking about? When you know, you know. You feel me? Like, I knew I wasn't going back. So I'm looking at this jack like, nah. Nah, Jack, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? As the saying go, I, I, I really found out what they meant when they said this shit be for the birds. Because mm. they the only thing that can come in and leave as they please. You see them flying in and out the fence all day long. <laughs> Damn, that's deep. That shit for the birds, for real. What gave you the confidence to know you was not going back? God, wow. first, first and foremost, he prepared me not to go back. He gave me exactly what I needed to, you know, suffice and uh, to maintain a, a, a strong mental, you know, to be able to fight recidivism. Recidivism is a real live thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that's, been trained with a lot of our community and our people, you know what I'm saying? They don't realize that. 
So they, they tend to do the same thing and go back or even worse. You feel me? Yeah. How long did it, when you first got out, um, now did you get your CDL training while you were, while you were incarcerated or you got it when you came out? No, I got that when I, when I came out, man, when I pretty much hit a rock bottom, when I was tired of like pretty much that, you know, that type of, uh, employment, you know, that, uh, restaurant grind. And then I was repairing pallets, you know what I mean? It's like pallets, uh, this company that get all the pallets in from like, you know, people that, you know, pretty much put their pallets outside behind their businesses and stuff like that. These people repair them if they need repaired. But the thing people don't know is like a good, good, solid, tan, nice condition pallet is $4.75 per pallet. <laughs> That's what I learned from working there repairing them joints. I'm like, oh my God. I said, they're killing them. They got a whole warehouse full of these gents. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa, boy, they're killing them, boy. The most raggedy uh, pallet is like a dollar twenty-five per pallet, but you know what I'm saying? That's a business. I was like, damn. So I was repairing pallets and then working a pizza hut. You know what I'm saying? That joint just won't cut in them. I was like, man, this ain't gonna be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I ain't make a you know substantial amount of money in the street when I was thugging in the street and I was selling, you know, weed stuff like that. So I was seeing more money than I was working at them jobs. I was like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? Right. It's just being honest with myself. I'm like, this ain't gonna suffice. This ain't gonna do it. This ain't gonna help me evolve into nothing. I'm gonna mess around. It's gonna trigger me. You got to know your signs and trigger. That's why I learned by myself too. While being in there, I was doing programming. You know, feel me? So it's like I understood that if I keep feeling like this, like this ain't enough, I'm gonna end up back in the goddamn street. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a given. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you got to figure something out. I was like, besides, I knew music. This, I'm gonna do that all day, every day, anyway, because I it's just, I just love it. It's a gift. I was like, but you got to find something to make money. What else do you do that you do easy? That you, you know, you say you do with your hands tied behind your back. And what I do about myself, I drive. I've been driving since I was like 12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know how, to, you know how I go. You know what I'm saying? Y'all country boys get on the road early, man. I got in trouble as a young teenager, 13 years old. I got in trouble for driving highway speed chase. You know what I'm saying? Running from the police. Had like six different law enforcement districts behind me chasing me at 13 years old. <laughs> well, y'all country so boys I, crazy, man. <laughs> hey, look. So I knew I could drive, right? Because I didn't drove from I didn't drove from Columbus all the way to, to the North Carolina, almost Virginia line when I was 12. So I <laughs> <laughs> you know how to, you know how to go getting brought up country, man. You know that just how it is, man. You know, you gonna, if you know how to drive, you're gonna drive. Shoot, you know. So that's what my that was that's what I knew I could do. So just getting into a truck was only, that was, and plus my granddad, you know, uh, rest, rest in peace to my grandpa, Herman uh, Lampkin Sr., you know what I'm saying? He, he was a mechanic on trucks. So I've always seen trucks since I was little, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I knew I had, I was like, man, this might be it right here. Gave that a did shot. You, did you have to finance it yourself or did, or did they help you get the CDL? Nah, you, see the way it worked, I found the school, man, out in, uh, out in Chester, Virginia, man. Uh, called Shipper's Choice, man. And it's like, pretty much it's a $5,000 tuition, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you could put 500 down on it and finance the rest. That's what I did. I just did that. You know what I'm saying? And bucked on that joint. I ain't gonna lie. Buckety. Buckety. <laughs> <laughs> bucked on that. Hey, look. Bucked on that joint, right? Got my foot in the dodo. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it was, it, it was kind of crooked with the joint for real, for real. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But it got me in the dough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And that's how I started, shoot, to be honest. Paid the 500, you know what I mean? The 500 done and (laughs) turn that into a career. I'm going to touch on the music. I'm going to touch on the music and your career right now. 
you we we mentioned how you you on the road a lot, man. Like how yeah. many hours are you on the road per week? Oh man, we get a 70 hour clock, man, and our dogs that jump every week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. So I pretty much max out on that right there. How do you have time to do your music? I create while I'm driving, man. You know what I'm saying? And and pretty much um you know, I, I be in different cities and states all the time. You know what I mean? So I'm out there, you know, that's why I be at. I, I enjoy life out there, you know, when I want to. But right now, it ain't none of that. You know what I'm saying? With this <laughs> pandemic, you ain't enjoying nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty much, you know, in, in, in the truck, out the truck to fuel up, get something to eat, you know, in the restaurant or something. And psh, that's it, you know. I got my food inside there, you know, the refrigerator, microwave, stuff like that. George Foreman grill, couple of essentials, you know what I mean? I stay inside mm. throughout the way right now, trying to make it to the end of the movie, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> do you do um do traveling to, to so many different states? Does that does that help with your well, you don't even write, but does it help with your creative process? Yeah, see, so my so creative process states? is to basically the reason why um like a lot of that helps like being out there in the mountainous areas in the hills and valleys like Oregon and you know what I mean all those different type of things because it helps me look back into the things that I have lived you feel what I'm saying and 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 bring those to the table you know what I'm saying bring my life experiences as I'm experiencing them in the position I'm in you know what I'm saying it helps me you know kind of uh go to that headspace you know what I mean creatively and it comes to me through the music you know when I find the right production it brings out you know the things that I need to say about certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. That does it. Um, man, that's just so. Just because you out and it's just so different, and you just see so much difference. That's why I was wondering, like, how does that affect you being creative? It does. It, it actually doesn't. Like my my creativity, man. Like I said, I've I'm so I'm I'm able to create so many different genres. I don't not only do you know hip hop. I also can write gospel music, I write rock and roll, you know what I'm saying, country music, and I have this music. I wrote that stuff while I was locked up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wrote, I wrote so much stuff. Like, creatively, right now, all, all I'm doing is pretty much looking at my life in a real perspective as me as a person, because I be writing from a songwriter perspective a lot, and that music isn't me as a person per se, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it might be displaying a lot of things that I used to do, but I, I kind of put that on pause right now. What I'm working on with Ascended is giving people me as a person. You see okay. what I'm saying? Like, it's a total difference when, when I'm songwriting and then when I'm actually, okay, let me put something together that's me. That's why I don't write. That's why I'm not mm. writing. So I make sure it's coming from, you know, straight from within, straight from my spirit and my soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we touched on your age. So but let's, let's be honest. We know rap is like a young man's game. So does that put a lot of pressure on you to feel like I need to blow fast? Or are you even trying to blow? Are you just doing it? Be I know you're doing it because you love it. But yeah. I, do you even want to have like the successful rap career? Because everybody doesn't want that. Well, to be honest, I already found success in what I'm doing right now for the simple fact that I moved my feet and actually did it. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. To actually have music up on the platform where... You know, right now I'm at over 800,000, almost, I'm almost at a million uh, streams independently. You know what I'm saying? That might not, wow. that might be a lot of artists seeing that in a week on one song, but I'm doing this just in my truck and, you know, putting out music that is, that I'm inspired to put out. You feel me? Okay. So I got 800, 
thousand right now streams. You know what I mean? Total. Man, congratulations. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I probably didn't see like over a hundred and some listeners, monthly listeners, hundred some thousand, probably more. I'll see that at the end of the year when that little report come out. But yeah, man, I already consider it to be a success, man. And I'm just looking to put out the right message. Like I can do the songwriting thing and have fun and put out, you know, the music that sounds like today. But I realized what I say is most important. So a lot of that stuff I was trying to, re you know, relive through the music. I was like, ah. You know what I'm saying? Some of your spirit that tell you like, ah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stop, you know, that ain't it. You feel me? <laughs> right, right. So I look at the responsibility more, you know, just like that. It's a responsibility for me to put the right type of message out there to my folks, you know what I'm saying? To the people that's going to be listening, man. Whether I get one fan, two fans, three fans, what I feed them is, you know, what's important to me right now. So I kind of switched it up a little bit. I get caught up in that songwriting and having fun and, you know, because music is for me is about the fun, you know, about creating and just it's a stress reliever, you know what I mean? And amongst a lot of other things, man, to help you, you know, just relax for real for the most part. It brings out a lot of stuff. You can bring rage out in music, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's it's important, man, what you put it through there though, when you what you transfer to the people. Do you write music for others? Um, no, I haven't really wrote any music for anybody else but i have created with a lot of different people man uh different ages you know what i'm saying i've been i've been created uh i didn't create music with people in their 20s you know the early 20s you know what i'm saying like that wanted to create with me so you know stuff like that that kind of keep me going you know i actually got a song that's gonna be on my album that's unreleased it's one of my uh young young kings man that actually got killed in my city man you know not too long ago man so rest in peace to uh bg man be jesus he gonna be on the album yeah, you know, rest in peace to him. Yeah, man, young, young soldier, young king, man, got took out early, man. So, you know, uh, I got the, I had the bless, blessing enough to uh, capture him on the song, man, called uh, "Blessing Highly Favored." You know what I'm saying? So, can we can we talk about the album? Yeah, for sure, for sure. When, when do you have a release date for it? No, nah, I actually don't have a release date, right? But one of the things I have been doing, man, because like I said, when I got out, man, is I had to catch up to what was going on. It was a new day, man. When I left, man, we were selling CDs. You feel me? <laughs> when I, when I look, you know what I'm saying? We were doing, what we call it hand-to-hand -hand combat. We was, we was hand-to-hand -hand with everything, you know, CDs and putting posters up and passing out flyers. And, you know, it was like that when I left. When I came out, I'm like, yo, what's going on out here? You know, I didn't, I didn't mess around, bought a CD duplicator and... <laughs> I'm like, hold up, ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying? Them Jones about to die out. This 2012, you know? So I had to catch up what was going on, man. I went and bought a, uh, you know, through the help of a few of my folks, and man, I I helped, uh, they, they helped me buy a home studio from Guitar mm. Center. It was like an all-in-one joint, and it came with everything. It came with how to sign up, to get your music distributed through TuneCore. That's why we use it for a couple of years. I'm with uh, United Masters now. But, yeah, man. Man, I'll tell you, man. What was the question again? I got lost in the salt, man. I got to get, you know what I mean? I'm here sipping on this corn. I got to go on. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> How, what was that question though again? I um, I, I was I, the the original question was, did you know what the release date was? Oh no, nah, I ain't got no release date. I'm taking my time on it, man. Um, I learned to stop rushing, man. I usually get in there and freestyle and just put it out. And one thing, one of the reasons I I had got another studio because like when you go in the studio and you paying, man. Is you under that clock, you know what I'm saying? And that sometimes that really don't help creatively when you actually don't write, you feel me? 
Like you might, yeah. you know, you might not get done what you want to get done, how you want to get it done. You know what I'm saying? You might feel like you're on a rush type tip. So I just been taking my time with this project, man. Now that I got my own, you know what I'm saying? I just record it, man, and then re-record it and, you know, just go at it was like it a, that. Was it a hard adjustment to go from like hand, what you what you call hand-to-hand combat to the digital age? Uh yeah, with the when it's the lack of information, you know what I'm saying? I pretty much had to figure everything out, man. Uh I had nobody around me to say, hey, yeah, this is the digital era, and you know, they they screaming music on iTunes right now. And, you know, I had found SoundCloud and all this stuff myself just from getting that home studio. So when I got that, that's what let me know where it had went. I said, okay, shoot. So I had got on the um SoundCloud game for a minute when it was going like 2012, 13, 14. 15. I ain't really so much used it in those since then, but I've been on, you know, Spotify and the other the other platforms now, the DSPs. You you mentioned that you bought the um the 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 uh home studio. So does that mean you actually produce music? Well, I pretty much track myself out at home. Um so what I do is, you know, I, I create it all here. I, I you know I record myself and all that. But then I have I have an industry engineer by the name of KO. That's who I send that on to. And, and he mixes and masters it. You see what I'm saying? I just try to produce the best clean vocal I can at home. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't got that all in one now. You know what I mean? I actually then took my time and built this studio within the past, like, two years. You know what I'm saying? So I got, like, the industry. You know what I mean? I got some industry stuff in here recording on. Now I'm getting that joint right. You feel me? Because I'm, I'm taking it like what it is it's a business now you know when i was young i was doing it for fun i'm doing it now you know not only for the fun as well but is that it's a business you know what i'm saying so i've been investing in myself through utilizing the trucking you know that's how i fund everything i do you know what i'm saying so so the trucking is really like your means to provide for your family and to fuel your business correct exactly yeah i utilize that to take care of what i need to take care of and it still helps me pursue uh pursue my you know career in music as well i noticed on you know when i went through your page um you you had a lot of performances so how important is it to actually get on stage and perform your music well that's how you check the temperature you know you check the temperature of what you put uh what you what you supplying you know what i mean what you're producing and and at the same time you'll you'll see where your crowd is and where your crowd ain't you know you got to rec- recognize that as well but you got to get out there that's the battlefield you know what i'm saying uh I try to get, you know, get to those every time I, you know, get something that's across me that, okay, I can check this out and get involved with that, you know, something that's uh, a great opportunity, you know what I mean? What do you enjoy most about performing? Performing is another aspect. I, I really like the live band performance. That was like more of my niche, you know what I'm saying? When it came to creating, uh, I love to perform like that with live bands, but performing, you know, through the audio, it's another, it's another feeling, you know, you gotta, it's a whole nother, uh, skill that's, ne- that's needed to, to be able to execute that properly as well. That's why you got to work on that and put yourself out there. But I just like the vibe and feel, man. I like to be around my people, man, and see how they feel about what I'm, what I'm delivering. You know what I'm saying? Do you have a favorite city or venue that you'd like to perform at? Well, I haven't been um, to too many different cities as far as performing, man. You know what I'm saying? Right now, like, I'm building that traction up, you know what I mean? Uh, trying to build that that core fan base through the music, not just social media, because 
that really doesn't transcend into who follows you on social media. That's another thing a lot of people don't realize. Like just just because I might have had you know, 40, 50,000 monthly listeners on Spotify don't mean that those people are on Instagram with me as well. You feel me? So mm-hmm. just knowing those, how to separate the two, but trying to bring those together, make them merge. That's when you kind of get like a bigger drive and, you know, things of that nature. So I just been networking and stuff like that. I ain't really had a lot of different cities though. Probably like three or four different ones right now. Okay. Let's talk about your new single, um, Daily Scriptures. Daily like, yeah. Yes, sir. That, let me tell you, first of all, I love the song. I love the visuals. It's an excellent video. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. That was cool. on short notice too, actually, man. That that joint, I made that that whole treatment for that video, man, was like in two days. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it like this. I'm gonna involve my kids. You know, those are my kids in the joint. They're my son, you know, uh, through my marriage, and then my daughter, my actual daughter right there. They okay. all my kids, but you know, to my right, yeah. Right, so right. I decided to put them in there and let them make they. You know, they debut. <laughs> it was fun, though, man. You know, because I be going on the road and stuff like that. And then, you know, when I'm home, I'm creating. You know what I'm saying? It's like a way to spend time as well, man. Like, involve them and, you know. Yeah, Who that was came fun, up though. with the concept? Who came up with the concept for the video? I did. I just did it on, the, you know, like I said, I just did it on the fly. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm the only person. Like, I don't have no team yet. You know what I'm saying? I have people that I've utilized within the industry to, you know, make moves like marketing and stuff like that, you know, still trying to build those relationships. But I pretty much got to do everything. I ain't got no team around me, no crew and all that shit. I did away with that shit a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know, as a grown man, like, I ain't around everybody that ain't, you know, trying to do nothing for themselves. You know what I'm talking about? Because you fall back in them people, places, and things, man. That's them triggers. You know what I'm saying? That had you back in that same circumstance. <laughs> did, did Who shot the video? Did you actually shoot it or somebody else nah, shot it? Nah, I ain't shoot the video. My man, uh, that's my man, Tony Fair, man, from Teflon Media, man. Shout out to him, man, out of okay. uh, Atlanta. You know what I'm talking about? He's been shooting my last, like, two to three visuals I've done. He did a uh, sauce opera, saucy, and then he did this jump. You know what I'm saying? Death description. So, yeah, shout out to Tony Fair, man, for Teflon Media, man. He crispy with that. Crispy with that. Did it Did it give you any weird feelings? Like, I know it was a video, and I know it wasn't, I know it was fictional, but the visuals were real, and you put, yeah. like, the prison yeah. cell up and the yeah. bed. Did that give you any weird yeah. feelings? It did. It did. They actually put those state blues on like that. That's the actual way that we look in Virginia State Penitentiary and VADOCs, man. My people know where that is because a lot of my Muslim brothers and stuff like that, they reached out to me, man. A lot of people that know me from behind that wall, man, you know, a couple of the homies and stuff like that, they said that was a so real moment to see me like that. You know what I mean? They remember that. And my daughter actually said something to my wife, you know, about seeing me like that because she had to see me like that growing up, coming to visit. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely it, it definitely brought that aura ready. You know what I'm saying? It, it was real. You know the vibe is real up in that cell. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a lot of people might get in there playing around with it, but like that was a real spirit up in there. You feel me? That was a real like feeling and aura being in those behind those walls like that. With looking at that toilet like that that I looked at for all those years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how you know, did you how did you feel once the video was completed and you was able to watch it back? It felt good, man, because that's that's just seeing something coming into uh, fruition. You know what I mean? Uh, they say a man without a vision shall perish, man. So to actually see the things coming to fruition that I've thought about while I was behind the wall, you know, that's the best feeling in the world. How I said I feel, I feel the success already based off of that. Sometimes I can't even, I couldn't even recognize it until I sit back and analyze. Like you came a long way being a person that was out of this world. Basically, you couldn't do nothing for seven years. 
you know what I'm saying? To come out here and then, you know, make some of yourself and pursue your dreams still, man, and make that come into light and to fruition and show your kids not to give up. That's my main mission with my kids. So they, if I don't teach them nothing else before I leave, you know what I'm saying? Do not give up, yo. Don't give up on whatever it is you feel like you want to do in life. Stay on it. Definitely. Stay on What What excites you the most about moving forward? The journey itself. I'm just enjoying the journey, man. Enjoying the fact that I am able to do it. A lot of people that was around ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? You know, they gave up. A lot of people gave up, man. Do you think do you think um being incarcerated is instilled a high level of humility in you? It definitely did. When you hit that rock bottom, man, ain't nothing, that joint different. That joint hit different. You know what I'm saying? Rock yeah. bottom hit that shit hit different, real talk. That hit different right there. You know, oh. it can do the right thing for you. It can do the wrong thing for you. Some dudes get out thinking they're going to do something better. You know what I'm saying? And that's how they that's how they repeat the same old thing, you know? Overall, we're going this, to... This, I'm going to end it with this. Looking back, you got out in 2015, correct? No, nah, 2012. 2012. And now we're in 2020. What would you say is like your proudest accomplishment from getting out to where you're at now? Staying out. Okay. Yep. That's a blessing. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, as easy as it sounds, I'm sure it was a lot more difficult than people think. Oh, for sure, man. It's it's definitely a battle, man. You gotta you gotta war with yourself, man, every single day. Every single day. Especially if you was really in the street, it's a, it's a war, man. You know, it creates all type of uh, you know, to be honest, anxieties with yourself and all that, man. It's a real fight. You know, it's it, like I said, it's like when the, the veterans come back from war, you're coming back from a whole nother world when you see people getting stabbed, leaking blood and, you know, all that type of stuff is real right there in front of your face when you got to do, you know, pick up a knife, when you got to, you know, deal with certain stuff, man, that that's war. Yeah. People don't realize that, you know, you're a captive slave under the new, you know, that's pretty much a pretty a part of the Constitution. I ain't going to get into all that, though, but, <laughs> hey, man, you know, that's, that's a day, that's new, that's the slavery. You yeah. know, let a man, if a man cr- create a crime, that's the only time they can enslave you. They put it in the Constitution. They enslave you. So I was enslaved, man, and that was a whole nother world, you know? Well, yeah, so I was blessed, man, to come out there with my mind, though. So that's what I'm That's what I'm giving God through this music, man. Let him know that, you know, and let the people know, like, hey, you, you can renew your mind at any time, man, and do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, I'm, let me say this from, let me just say this. Um... We, you know, of course, we cousins, we family, but we didn't get to grow up together. But, you know, that's the one good thing about social media. You get to see people journey. And that's I right. can truly say, man, I'm proud of everything you're doing, man. Congratulations. You know, I, I make sure to comment and let you know that I'm proud of you and I'm happy to see everything you're doing, man. So congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate that, family. I appreciate that. And look, man, you know, I'm going to continue to support you, man. I love you. I love what you're doing. Yeah, I love you too, folks. And just make sure you keep going and stay on the path. You already know it. You already know it. Make sure before we go, you tell the people how they can follow you and listen to your music. Oh, yeah. Y'all can follow me, man, on Instagram, Fleetwood Tizzle. That's Fleetwood like the Cadillac and T-I-Z-Z-L-E. That's on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all your DSPs, man. Y'all can check me out, man. YouTube as well. Definitely. Um, and also, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast and continue to support it. I truly appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram at, under, at conversations underscore with 
underscore lamb. Again, thank you all for your continuous support. Have a great day. Play what?